Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. I'm Carol Gerbay, one of the hosts of this new podcast series. And I'm Dr. Rosie Kuhn. I'm the other host of this podcast series, Beyond Food Integrity, Thriving Like a Guru. Our intention is to support and empower you to, to thrive in your life. Carol's background in food integrity and education and mine in terms of transformational coaching, we hope to bring you a blended perspective on how to thrive. And just to let all my listeners know, I will still be hosting Food Integrity Now, interviewing great guests and experts to keep you up to date on the latest information regarding your health and wellness. We hope you really enjoy this new podcast series. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Rosie. Hi, Carol. How are you? I'm well. Well, it's a rainy morning here in Southern Cal again. That's amazing. Yeah, I think we're at like 32 inches of rain so far. It's been a lot, but that's okay. Beautiful moisture filling up our reservoirs. Yay. 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 So we talked a little bit earlier about talking about aging. We're both aging. Well, everybody, this is part of the dilemma. Yeah, we're all aging. (laughs) (laughs) But when we start to be like, especially as women, as 18 year olds, we go, oh my God, I'm aging, you know, and we start looking for signs of age. I mean, when, even when we're little, littler, we're looking for those signs of puberty. And so we're always in that process of aging. We never not aging. And that's, you know, that's like, like you mentioned earlier, it's a privilege to be in these human bodies and be going through this, even though most of the, most of us go, oh my God, this is the worst of the worst of the worst. But it's such a privilege to be in this process of, of being human. And part of that is that aging thing. So yeah, we're aging and we've always been aging. And that conversation we've had with ourselves in ourselves about aging since we were little kids, really, you know, what would it be like to grow up and what would it be like to actually start getting older and then the wrinkles and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And it, um, to me, there's a big difference between saying I'm aging versus I'm, I'm getting old. What's the difference for you? The difference for me is aging is just a natural process and I don't have to get old as I age. To me, getting old equates to, you know, my memory's not going to be as good. I'm not going to be able to do as many things. Uh, I might have to, you know, take drugs or, which is not going to happen here. But it just, it, it just brings up a lot of uh, kind of negative things to me versus it's just a natural process and we're all aging. Like you yeah. said, what are your thoughts? The, um, well, first of all, I want to say I'm patting myself on the back. So I have a podcast called aging like a guru who me, and I got a, um, an email yesterday from Podbean saying, congratulations, you've had 5,000 downloads. So I just want to say that was really cool that, um, that this podcast is supporting and empowering people as they're in this process of aging. Um, so I'm totally in alignment with that. And the the m- most important thing is, is that I'm, I'm in the experience of it. I'm in the experience of those places where our, you know, our consensus reality 
says it's all it's all downhill into you know the, the decline into decrepitude basically and that orientation can start for people in their 50s or even their 40s you know it's the the saying that you know when you reach 40 it's all downhill from there so this is not like something that happens when you are turning 70 or 80 or whatever it's part of that cloud that we live in of aging being a terrible horrible thing and the the matter of factness that you'll end up on medication those kinds of things that are like wow it's part of our men mental mental uh reality but it's not true uh for instance like you said in terms of medication 90 percent of people who are 70 and older 90 percent are on medication and i don't get it um, but I look at my food as my medicine. I look at my lifestyle as my medicine and my my way to health and and thriving. Um, and but the most rea but most people don't have that reality. Most people get sucked into the decline, and I'm getting sick or I need this or I need that because it's the perspective of our our physicians and our medical health system. It's a mindset that if you buy into it, that's what you're going to create. And I'll tell you, I had a, um, I had a, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I'm just getting over it. And while I'm lying on the couch, looking out the window and it's, I'm up in, in the Pacific Northwest and it's cloudy and it's gray and, and I'm going, oh, I've been here 20 years and I'm 70, I'll be 71 in a couple of weeks. Um, it's not going to change. And this is as good as it gets. And um, I started getting depressed. It's like, nothing has changed in 20 years and I'll never blah, blah, blah. And I'll never blah, blah, blah. And, and it was like, wait a minute, what are you thinking here? What are you, what are you thinking here? Because my orientation, my um, spiritual practices, my philosophy of life is that we can create, as we're saying, this, this, this thriving, this place in this reality, this lifestyle of thriving. And so I had to stop myself and, and really feel myself at the crossroads, if you will, and go, which reality do I want to live in? The one that says after 70, it's all a decline. I mean, somebody would say after 50, but at this moment, it's all a decline. It's not going to get any better. Do I want to live in that reality or do I want to live in the reality that, oh my God, my life is just going to get better and better and better and better because yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. You know what I love about what you just said is, and I think we, we, this is why we wanted to create this podcast. It's not like you and I have all the answers on this. We get, we get tested and we, we challenge ourselves from time to time, like what you were just saying and having that thought of this is it, this is as good as it gets. Uh, we don't have it 100% figured out. And I can give you an example of something that happened to me this week is uh, I have a I have a big birthday coming up, as Rosie likes to tell everyone, I will be turning <laughs> 70 soon. <laughs> and uh, I went shopping with a friend of mine who's younger. Uh, she's about uh, 17 years younger than me. And we were shopping and we were in this one store and the woman said, oh, are you mother and daughter? And I kind of went, hmm. For a second, like, really? I would have had to have in my mind. I would have had to have her at a really young age. And uh, just for a second, I went there. And then I kind of caught myself and laughed at myself. 
And then I got thinking about it and I thought, and, and then her second comment was uh, to my friend, would you look like a teenager? And she really does. She's uncanny. I mean, she looks really young and she had these crazy sunglasses on, which made her look even younger. And I got thinking about it. Talk about a shift of perspective. I thought if she thought she was a teenager and I was her mother, then I must be a lot. She must have thought I was a lot younger than what I am. So I, I just I was laughing at myself in this whole process. So what I'm saying is like I I never want to come across like I, I got all the answers. I've got it all figured out. I'm learning just like everybody else. And when we get to these crossroads, these we when we're faced with the dilemmas of how am I going to look at this? How am I going to look at my reality? How am I going to look at my lifestyle? How am I going to look at am I thriving or am I just going to survive for the next? I mean, I could live to be 100. My dad lived to be 91. And every day he'd say, this is the best day ever. Yeah. But even if I live for 20 years, do I want to live in this mentality, this mindset of the decline and it's not going to get any better as opposed to seeing, you know, in a sense, the, the being in gratitude for the preciousness of this moment and how awesome this moment is, regardless of whatever circumstances. Right. Um, it's it's a dilemma. And not only that, but then I had to go into it, um, you know, be with myself in that where there was some grieving because my life doesn't look like I wanted it or assumed it would look when I was this age. And so there's some grief and some anger and, and emotions and some discomfort that shows up that we, we don't like to be with, you know, people go, Oh, I feel really uncomfortable. I either might be sick or I'm mentally ill. I better go get some medication as opposed to going, this is a process. This, this human spiritual connection engagement process, it's with us forever. And to really recognize that is a big deal. And I'll say one more thing, which I, I found fascinating when, when I heard this, a friend of mine who had worked in hospice for a long time, she said, the majority of the spiritual development work people do is in the last couple of weeks of their lives. Because we don't want to face this stuff. We don't want to have to think about this stuff. But when we're quiet or sick or just have nothing else going on, then we come into contact with ourselves in a different way and realize life to be different than just this incremental staging, you know, life or, you know, growing up, adolescence, getting married, having children, getting a job, retiring, you know, that whole thing. But what's going on inside of us as we're going through this is a big deal. Yeah, it is. And I don't want to be a person who is going to wait to the last couple of weeks of my life. So I'm, I'm doing that now. That's and right. I, yeah, I come from a perspective of uh, I'm, I'm preparing myself as I get older to be in really good health and not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually. And I don't want to be on my deathbed with a bucket list of regrets. And so uh, I, when I go, my plan is to go with no regrets to go. I really enjoyed my life. It's been an adventure. It's been interesting. And what a ride. Yep. 
What's the most important piece of that for you in, in terms of when you're looking at and perceiving and thinking about <clears throat> your life and what could be regrets? How, how, what's the most important element of that for you? Well, I want to, because I, I believe that this isn't my only life, I believe that I, I came here for some specific uh, purposes to heal some specific issues. And I want to have no regrets regarding that I use this time wisely. Nice. And that I did what I was congruent with what I came here to do and I did it to the best of my ability. And that's, that's the way I am living my life. How about for you? um, I want to, I'll, I'll speak to that too, I think, but when people talk about um, they want to live their life purpose, what's my life purpose? What am I here to do? And we go, Oh, it's to be a teacher or it's here to be a mother or it's here to be a rocket scientist or it's here to, save the world or to cure cancer. We think those as as purposes versus what you're saying, which is to me, my truth as well, is that my purpose is to grow myself and know myself and be the fullest potential of this, regardless of whether I'm a teacher or a coach or a mother or a taxi driver. There's an expression of myself that's authentic and, and true and my my intention is to to be that expression in the world. And that to me is because I, I see all of us as divine beings and we're here to be the expression of that divinity as a unique expression like nobody else. And so that's my my purpose is much like what you're saying is I'm here to heal whatever and and um, surrender whatever is in the way of me being me in my authentic self. That's my purpose. And that's what I think that's you know, that's my, my sense of what everyone's purpose is. We're here to grow and to know ourselves as divine beings in this divine expression of ourselves. And people can go, yeah, no, I don't get that. But it's like, whenever you get to be playful and spontaneous and laugh with yourself and just enjoy who you are, regardless, um, like when you're talking about going shopping with your friend, it's like like somebody else could be really upset about that that, you know, she, she thought you were somebody's mother and all, you could get upset about that, but you just laughed. And that's that spontaneous, healthy relationship with yourself to go, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know? yeah. And enjoy, enjoy these moments versus make it, a, make it upsetting. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons I think Rosie, you and I wanted to create these podcasts was we wanted to really talk about what it means to thrive versus just surviving and you know this is it and then you die and because i believe that we are here to thrive and to be in joy and adventure i love that word adventure because i don't know everything that's going to be happening in my life and when you come from a place of seeing things as an adventure versus this is happening to me versus I'm creating this and what a wild adventure and what does this mean? And, and what, is there something for me to learn or is it just for me to let go and enjoy? And I I think that's very, very important. That's important to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I was, I was remembering, you know, my mom and dad, they had a pretty idyllic life in a sense. They lived on this really beautiful Island and they had enough money and they went to the country club and played golf and all of those kinds of things. And so my perception as a kid was that was the life that I was meant to live. That was in a sense of my life. My purpose of my life was to, in a sense, model. My mom was my model. And so I would have children and I would do that. And I would have go to the country club and that, 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 that. And so that was my trajectory. That's not what happened <laughs> by any means, right? That's the adventure element of it. And so I had a, I've had a pretty bumpy ride, but in that I've had some extraordinary expenses experiences. I, I crossed the Atlantic ocean on a sailboat um, and uh, lots of other kinds of ex adventures. It's like, it's way out of what I grew up to be in a sense. And I think that's a, it's a, it's the both and in a sense, there's that expectation of this is what's going to happen. And this is what life looks like because we have a reality that our parents in a sense paint for us and we're our, our, our um, environment paints for us, but then there's what's ha what happens. Yeah. The, the real stuff and, the and real stuff. And, and, and we can go, wait a second, stop. I'm supposed to look like that. And we keep climbing towards what we think we're supposed to be and it doesn't work and we go we get upset and frustrated and that's a quite quite often when people have a crisis of meaning or a mid mid midlife crisis is when life doesn't look like doesn't feel like it's supposed to feel I, you know people who have had extraordinarily great success financially or otherwise but they're unhappy and they like this is a crisis of meaning because you're supposed to be happy with money you're supposed to be happy when you have your things that's the the perspective but right a lot of people are in crisis right now in crisis of meaning and you know midlife crisis we'll call it or a crisis of meaning because it doesn't look like that right and i feel like the minute we compare ourselves to someone else or i want their life why do they have that life and i have this life uh that is really a trip down the rabbit hole to um not create a whole lot of joy because no. you, everything is frequency and vibration. And uh, I know the frequency of comparing or being jealous of what someone else has is not a, a place where you're going to thrive if you are in that place. Because essentially when you're jealous of something that somebody else has, you're actually saying you don't know all the details of how they worked for what they have, number one. And you are putting yourself in a place of they must be better than me because they have that. Yeah. Where they may have worked for 20 years to get whatever they whatever they have that you may want. So for me, it's been all about just trying to really not trying to, but discovering who I am and what are my innate abilities and what am I good at versus I want that. I want to be like that, which I did for a long time in my family. Like, how am I going to make as much money as somebody in my family? How can I get there? Yeah. And that just comes from a place of competition. Yeah. And that what we don't understand I mean, you, you, I, I want to say you and I understand this, but 
<clears throat> it's very challenging to understand that every single human being here is here on their own path. They've come here with their own curriculum. It's like um, going to a university. I uh, went to Michigan State for a while. There were 40,000 people there, right? And they all had different curriculums. They had all had different focuses and they, they went there to learn something that they want to learn. And so if I compare myself to another student of the world, student of the earth, who's an engineer student, what am I thinking? Because that person wants to be an engineer. That person wants to be a doctor. That person wants to do something else. Everyone has their own purpose, in a sense, what I'm here to do on earth. And so to it's crazy making for ourselves to go, I want that. But what that person is up to is a lot of work in terms of their curriculum to get what they want. You know, just like you and I are saying, hey, we want to thrive. And so every single human being is here. They want to thrive. They came here to thrive. But when we compare and go, yeah, I want Mary's path or I want um, Edwina's path or I want Carl's path. It's like, do you know how much work they have to go through to be on their path? Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's their path. This is your path. And it's hard work for you. And it's just as hard work for them. They, it may look in this moment like they have a lot of money and we make perceptions that they have a lot of money. So therefore they have life in their, you know, is, is, is just a happy place. But we know a lot of people who are, have a lot of money who are either sick or unhappy with relationships or their struggle with fear and anger and all kinds of stuff, perceptions, but it's, everyone's on their path. It is friggin' hard work for every single one of us. Yeah. And we can ignore it or we can do what, what you and I are encouraging and inspiring people to do, which is, hey, what makes you happy? What lights right. you up? Well, I think, you know, going back to the competition thing for a moment, uh, yeah. definitely learn. That's learned behavior in my family. You know, like everybody was competing for attention and and also competing to it was very important, as I've said before, to be the best. And so I took on that mindset for a while where I wanted to prove that That's I right. was the best at something. And anytime we come from an energy of wanting to prove ourselves to anyone, it's not beneficial. It, it, prove it to yourself then. I mean, or uh, if you're going to compare yourself, compare yourself to yourself. And I think that's valuable. For example, for me, I journal almost daily and I can go back and look at some of my journals 10 years ago and I can look at how I've grown, see, you know, what I've written back then versus what I'm journaling about now. And I see the growth. And to me, that's powerful mm -hmm. to compare myself with myself. Yes. And, you know, one of the things I find fascinating it's true for me when i truly looked at what you just said in terms of comparing myself with myself but with a lot of my clients it's like i have this client who's very successful financially very successful in his work very successful academically and he thinks he's a fraud he thinks that he's not enough and he plays these games and these strategies to feel as if he's enough he doesn't look at who he is he doesn't look at all the accomplishments and everything it took inside of him to achieve where he's at. So we've, I've had this conversation with him. I look, 
I said, look at how much courage and how much discipline and devotion and dedication you have put into being this person who's successful in all these ways. He doesn't see that person. He sees the person that he always imagined himself to be not enough, insignificant, invisible. Nobody sees me. Nobody loves me. I'm unworthy. That's what his perception is. But the truth is, there's all this evidence of, of how accomplished he is, not just in terms of the success things like job and career and money, but all that he put in, all the strength it took, all the conviction it took, all the discipline it took. And and if when we did when we deny or ignore that, we're missing so much of who we are in our amazingness. Yeah. Recently and- I've heard people say, Oh my God, Rosie, you, you're so great. And I go, you know, if you saw my face, it's like, I get all contorted, you know, cause it's like, I don't, it, it, it's really uncomfortable for me to really value all that I've brought to brought or learned or grew myself through to, to be who I am. And uh, it's still uncomfortable. Well, I think part of that might be to tell me if this, this feels true to you, because we were taught not to be conceited remember that in that word don't don't be conceited now we're not talking about ego aggrandizement here we're talking about we were never really taught to really honor who who we are and to to give ourselves that credit it was it was better to just kind of be in the background and just don't tell anybody about your accomplishments and don't Don't, boast, don't brag. We heard those things growing up. So I think your britches, you're getting too big for your britches. Yeah. And I, so I think that still can play into, into our psyche today when somebody comp uh, gives us a compliment. I noticed that in myself, it's not that I don't believe it, this is the difference there. Yeah, I do I, believe it, but I then I there's part of me that wants to go, oh, don't don't really own it because then you're then you're bragging or then you're 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 gonna make them feel bad or something. And and I stop and I go, no, no. Yeah. And yeah. these are all those dilemmas of aging in a sense. They the are dilemmas can we go, do I own this and say, oh somebody sees me that that feels really good and thank you <laughs> and thank you right or do I go yeah no they they don't really see the real me that's pathetic yeah, and a loser yeah. and not enough and all that stuff but those are the dilemmas that we face that um, distinguish us or are at the crossroad again of thriving versus surviving of of dimin when we diminish ourselves when we diminish our potential and we diminish our purpose to know ourselves and grow ourselves and through this adventure when we diminish that it's a choice and we can choose differently but and so you and i are here talking about we keep meeting these moments these dilemmas of do i often and enjoy this moment and see the grace of it or do i go to, oh, I'm just a pathetic loser and it isn't going to get any better than this. Yeah. It's all, it's all about choice. One choice at a time. And the dilemmas of aging is, it's an interesting thing. It's something that I think it's important to think about and you get to choose how you're going to age. And maybe people don't 
realize that they have choice in everything. Yes, we're all aging. That's going to happen. But the quality versus quantity is so much more important to me. It's I want to, as I said, be be healthy as long as I can and take care of myself and have that thriving mindset and enjoy my life and all of that. So that's the way I'm choosing to do it. And perhaps you can you can make a different choice at any moment about how you're doing it. We're not making you wrong if you're doing it differently, but you you have choice. And even because we're because aging does what it does and because the body does what it does and all those things regardless of what age we are, we are we can thrive even with disease, even with the aging, even with the the um the decline of our of our uh, physical system. I've in the book I've mentioned many times and will continue the radical remissions book, but other books where people who have diseases, they, they have a mindset of thriving. Mm -hmm. They have a mindset of their illness being a teacher. Uh, They have a mindset of being in grace with the circumstances that they're in is of gratitude. And, and it's, it's challenging. It's, it's each of those is, is a dilemma to say, do I live in my truth of the gratitude of this preciousness of this being or do i just and and sometimes it feels like despair and despondence and depression it feels like that sometimes and sometimes you have to go down that road that path in order to find yourself in thriving but it's it's not like okay now i'm sick and so now my life is in survival it's like we can thrive we have the potential to choose to to be in this attitude or this mindset of the desire and the fulfillment of of our human spirit. Right. So I think that's really really important to, to to mention because even somebody gets cancer and it's like oh it's all over. It's like well no this is just the next opportunity for you to explore. It's ne- the next adventure in exploring who you are. Absolutely. You know? Well, wonderful conversation today, and I hope our listeners enjoyed it. And uh, again, if you have a subject you want us to talk about, we're here, and we'd, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love it when you leave a comment. We've, we've gotten some emails about our conversations together, and they've been pretty positive, so we're excited about that. And if and- nothing else... We're really having a good time. Yeah, we do. We have a great time. You know, even on days where I'm thinking, well, I'm not very focused today, da, da, da. And then I get on and we have this great conversation. So it's all about choice. It's all about choice. Okay. Thanks for being here today, everyone. Bye, Carol. Bye-bye.